Hello, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast. Today, I told you guys last time we were going to have a special guest, and I have a very special friend here, someone I love very dearly. She's on. I'll let her introduce herself. Hello, I am Misty Hallam, and I go to Life Apostolic Church. Our pastor is Pastor Dustin Lee, and um, Brittany is actually probably the reason I got back in church, to be honest with you. I felt that I'd backslid for several years, and I felt that tug and that conviction like Lord was calling me back, but Brittany's actually the first one that actually invited me back to church, and I've been back ever since, which has been, I don't know, eight years, I guess. That's crazy. Yeah. It started off as a daycare. Like, I was working at the daycare, it just so happened. God places you where you need to be for a specific reason, even if it's down the road, but I was working in the daycare, and she happened to bring her son, Abel, and I was like, hey, I know you. And so that's how that worked yeah. out. God does amazing things. Anyways, I haven't, um, I don't even know what Missy is talking about, but I do know that she has um, um, talked to me about overcoming some different obstacles. And um, I believe she has a great testimony. And I wanted her to share with you some of the things that she's had to overcome and feelings that she's had to overcome. So. I will let you take it off, Misty. All right. Um, one thing, when Brittany asked me if I would, would want to do the podcast about overcoming, first of all, I love Brittany's podcast. It's it's great. Um, we all have things that we need to overcome. We all have things that we struggle with. And the more we talk about them and the more we normalize them, the more other people will feel like, hey, you know what? Somebody else is going through the same thing yes. I'm going through. And I don't feel as awkward or alone now. Yeah. Um, but when she... When she asked me if I would want to be a guest on her podcast, this is the first one I've ever done, by the way. Um, <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> anyway, I, if I'm good at one thing, it's talking, so we're good with that. Um, the first thing that I immediately knew that I wanted to talk about was overcoming the fear of failure. That is a huge thing I struggle with, is feeling like a failure all the time. Um, but I will say that overcoming is a process. It's yes. not anything like Brittany on her previous podcast has talked about, you know, overcoming anxiety and the feeling of abandonment. And I feel like those things are a process as well. Yes. It's not something you wake up one day and you're like, hey, I don't deal with this anymore. Yeah, I'm gay. I'm you know, done. I'm done. It's I don't over. have to deal with it anymore. <laughs> because you have, you overcome it to a point where you have very good days where you don't struggle with it. Yeah. But then you might have a day or, you know, a few days where it's a real battle again. Yeah. Um. So... In those times, you have to understand that overcoming is a process. Yes. And it's, it's, you just, you get to a point where you have more good days than bad days. Yes. And that's the way, that's the way, at least that's the way it is for me. Um, and I'm still working on it. I'm still working on overcoming the fear of failure. I still very much struggle with it, just not as much as I used to. Yes. So, um, one thing that I've learned as far as dealing with the fear of failure. I think I know where it comes from, and that is the main thing that you kind of, when you have struggles, you pray, God, you know, show me what the root cause of this yes. is. Show me what causes me to struggle with this, because if you can get the root problem out of the way, then your days get better. Yes, um, And I think that my main root cause of my fear of failure are, is relationships, personal relationships. Yeah. Um, I am divorced, you know, I'm a divorced apostolic woman, which is hard to deal with to begin with because obviously it's not in God's plan, 
But things happened when I was backslid and I was out of church and every relationship I've ever had has failed. And I feel like that no matter whose fault it was, this fault, that, you know, people try to play the blame game when ultimately things happen. And I feel like because all of my relationships have failed, I am a failure. So I know that's unrealistic. Yeah. (laughs) I I was going to chime in and say, you're not a failure. Come on. You're not a failure. (laughs) I I, I know that now. And in my mind, I do know that. Um, But that's one thing that plays on me is that if I couldn't make the most important thing work, why do I think I could make anything else work? Mm. But that's... That's the enemy. He yes, lies. it's most the devil is a lie. We know that. <laughs> um, but through that, one thing that I've realized is, if I set unrealistic goals and put unrealistic pressure on myself, I'm setting myself up for failure. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, if if I put unrealistic expectations on myself. There's no way I'll ever... I'm like psyching myself out yeah, before the game like, ever starts. You're like, I see this mountain and I'm going to climb to the very top and, and I'm going to do it in 24 hours, but it's not realistic. It's not realistic. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm the world's worst about it. I'll get a big idea and I'll, you know, I'll be praying. I'm like, oh, I've got this huge idea and I'm going to do it and it's all going to fall into place and nothing's going to go wrong and yeah. it's going to be perfect. And realistically, that is not the way anything ever works out. I think we have a lot of the same personality when it comes to that because like, I'm like... Oh my gosh, I got an idea. Let's do it right now. It's going to work out. It's going to be perfect. And then I haven't aired out all the details. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And that's one thing I've, one thing I'm, I'm using to overcome this fear of failure is number one, set realistic goals for myself. Spiritually, physically, whatever. If it's with your kids, if it's with your marriage, if it's with your spiritual walk with God, whatever, wherever, if you see where you want to be, set realistic goals to get there. Yeah. Don't just expect things to fall into place i mean we know we can do all things through christ we can and and it's scripture and that's that's the the truth but you have to understand we are still flesh and we are still human yes and we're not super we're not (laughs) superheroes as much as we would like to be um but always i've recently started small victories that's one thing i like to tell myself small victories okay tell us more i like small victories because and and this is a really stupid example but if i have a room in my house that's completely demolished because my kids throw (laughs) toys everywhere my grandson's been there and there's stuff thrown everywhere a lot of times i get overwhelmed if i Mm -hmm. walk into that room i don't know where to start i don't know where to start cleaning up i don't know what you know and that's just a dumb example but it it can go for any project if yeah if you have a project you're working on or if you have you know, something, you know, an outreach idea that you want to work on, a lot of times it can be overwhelming to look at the big picture. It can be very overwhelming to say, oh my gosh, how am I going to do I don't even know where to start. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know how to do this. Perfect example is your the conference. Yes. The conference yes. we just had. And if you was not at this conference, you missed it. Yes. Sorry. It was, it was, <laughs> no, it, no, you're right. It was, you know, I felt like the Lord had been, and I talked to you about this. Yeah. You and I had this conversation several months ago about, doing um, a women's conference here in our area and but I didn't know how to get started and I didn't know who to talk to and all I knew to talk to was the Lord and I was in prayer about it and I prayed about it for a long time I talked to my pastor obviously and he said you know pray about it you know he supported I think you can do it you know but just pray about it and the Lord will show you and eventually he did but I didn't know where to start and I didn't know how to get there because it was a big picture Mm -hmm. thing and the Lord just said scale it back just small victories you have to start somewhere Yes. And when I do that, when I tell myself, okay, small victories. If I'm going to clean this entire room, start with this corner. 
And when I get that done, take a step back and evaluate it. Hey, I did this. So if I did this, I can move on to the next. And then by the time you get three or four small victories in a row, your confidence is now shot through the roof and you're like, I can do this. Yes. So that is the best way I've dealt with. Number one, pray about everything. Pray, pray, pray. Yes. If you have something you feel like a failure at. And and most days I do fail at something. Most days there's something in the day that I want to get done that I don't do. Or I, I wish I would have done better. Or I wish I would have witnessed to more people. Or I wish I would have spent more time in the Word. Yeah. And I always feel like there's something I'm lacking. But at the end of the day, I have to... It's a mindset. Like you've been you've yes. been really talking about mindsets yes. lately. I have the mindset that I'm going to look at the good versus the bad. I was about to say, you could just go through that. At the end of the day, you could say, well, I did accomplish this. And I did accomplish this. Mm-hmm. And... I might not have accomplished everything, but I did make progress. Exactly. Um, And one thing that I've been dealing with lately is I've really, 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 there for a long time, I was really good about getting up and doing early morning prayer. Mm -hmm. Like early, early, early morning hours. I I struggle there. (laughs) I like no sleep. (laughs) Me too. Me too. But there for, I guess it was probably a good two months, I would set my alarm for three o'clock in the morning. And I had a friend of mine that gets up to go to work that time. And she would call me and wake me up. I would set my alarm. And I would get up. And from 3 till 4, 4.30, whatever, I would pray and spend time in the Word. And, I mean, I loved it. I loved doing it. And then I think I went out of town and got my routine out of order. Mm-hmm. And then things come up. And then, you know, my job situation changed. And, I mean, just I had several things change. At, you know, within a few months, the holidays came. And, and I got out of the habit, and now I'm really, really trying to get back into the habit. Maybe yeah. not necessarily that early, <laughs> because I don't have to go to work. I don't have, you know, my full-time job anymore. Maybe not necessarily that early, but I have been trying to get up earlier and get my routine back. Yes, and it makes I, a difference. And um, it does make a difference, but it's so much harder this time than it ever was before. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because every time I hit snooze and roll back over and go to bed, because that's what happens most mornings. <laughs> When I do that, when I finally do wake up, I automatically feel like I failed already. And I've started my day off as a failure. And I, I'm learning I can't do that. I can't start my day off mm-hmm. with the wrong mindset. With the wrong mindset yes. that I have already failed yes. before my feet ever hit the floor. Yep. And that is something I'm having to tell myself every morning. You know what? It's okay. You didn't do that this morning. But you've got the rest of the day to accomplish something else. Yes. Yeah, you might not have got up early this morning and prayed before everything else. But your son's at school now. Now you have time to pray. Now you have time to get in the Word. What are you, what are you going to do with the rest of your day? Yes. You might not have started off the way you wanted to, but you can end it so much better than you thought. If you put God first and, and, and let Him guide you what He wants you to do through the day. Yes. So, that's... That's a little bit. <laughs> my mind works in. It's constant on. I, my mind is never not on. It's always on. So. I get it. I get it. Well, let me just uh, say this. I don't know. For most of you that don't know Misty, she recently, God had spoke to her about stepping into full-time ministry, working for the church, working for God, doing a work for God. He confirmed it, and she stepped out on a huge limb. Very much. <laughs> that was very little. Like little tiny branch. <laughs> I don't know if I stepped on it as much as crawled out hanging on my thread, but I did it. <laughs> and she quit her job to be a be full-time with the church and helping. 
and it took a whole lot of faith. So you most definitely are not a failure. No. You can look, and, and also, this girl takes Bible college courses. She has took, what, five? Uh, I think this is my sixth. The sixth one. She's yeah. done them. She's passed them. She she is not a failure. <laughs> she just has to start looking at all the things that That's she right. has accomplished yep. and how she's been obedient to God. She God, I already I can already tell God has blessed you and, and changed so many things in your life already. He, he and just that little has. bit. So most definitely has. And you know, I prayed for I prayed for two years. You know, I had a, I had a good job. I've had a, I've worked ever since I was young and I've had very I've been very blessed to have very good careers in my lifetime um I was at I was at one job for about thir- almost 13 years and when I got back in church that job just wasn't working well with with me being back in church and trying to live the way I wanted to live it just it, it wasn't working yeah. um and I'll just leave it at that but I love that job and I love that career and but I knew that I love God more yeah and I knew that if my life was going to change he had to come first and foremost so I stepped out by faith and I put in my notice and I quit that job and I had four job offers. And so I stepped into another career within, it was less than a month. I stepped into another career and I was at that career for six years, seven years. And I loved that job and I loved what I did, but I had, I had been getting closer to God and I had been really seeking the Lord more. And I prayed for the Lord for two years. Lord, make a way where I can work at the church full time because that's where my heart is. Yeah. And that's when... Um, that's when I started Bible college because I thought, you know, if I want to do more for the Lord, I want to learn more. And the way I learned, the way my mind works, <laughs> I'm a very structured kind of person. Like, if you give me three books and tell me just to sit down and learn what I can learn from them, I'm probably not going to get a lot out of it. But if you give me textbooks and assignments and questions. Stru- <laughs> study questions and, and assignments and tell me I have to write a paper, that's how I learn. And yeah. not everybody learns that way. Yeah. But I do. I learn that way. Yeah. So... I, I just really started digging in and I was praying, Lord, let, let, let me work for you full time. And after two years, he, like you said, there was some very strong confirmation. There was some very strong, you know, pretty much the Lord told me, now's your time. You're either going to do it or you're not. And yeah. dealing with fear of failure, I was like, yes. you have to, you have to weigh fear over failure. Yes. I, I mean, I'm sorry, faith, faith over fear yeah. because if you have faith, you can't have fear. Mm-hmm. And when you feel like you're going to fail or you're going to fail, then where is your faith? Yes. Because they, the, the two kind of can't mingle together. <laughs> I mean, they do in our flesh, but yeah. you, that's where you have to crucify your flesh and say, you know what? I'm either going to have faith or I'm not. Yeah. So I did step out and um, I do feel closer. I do feel like that the Lord has shown me new things, told me new things, yes. you know, used me in different ways than he did before. Um, fear of failure can be a great motivator. Yes. Or it can be a huge weakness. Yeah. <laughs> and it depends on your mindset. Yeah. Going back to your mindset. I was going to say, it just depends on how you want to look at it, I guess, in that time, at that yes. moment. Yes. The enemy knows your weaknesses. The enemy will play on your weaknesses. And the enemy, whatever you struggle with, whatever you find yourself battling, he's going to, it's, you're never going to wake up one day and the enemy's like, well, I'm not going to do that anymore. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Sure. It's an everyday it's thing. A, it's yeah. an everyday thing. And and like I said, there may get to a point where, you know, you've overcome you've overcome it to a point where it doesn't even bother you anymore, but it's still yes. going to be there. Yes. Still you in know, the back of your mind. Still in the back of yeah. your mind. Um, but to someone, if there's... I will say this to anybody that doesn't struggle with a fear of failure. Like, a lot of people... 
may not that may not be your struggle. Yeah. It's feeling like you're going to fail at everything you do. But if you don't struggle with that, and you know somebody that does, encourage them. Yeah. Because little, <clears throat> excuse me, little words of encouragement, little gestures of kindness, little pat on the back saying, "Hey, I love you." You know, goes I love you. Way. It yeah. go. It impacts me so much more than somebody just saying, "Hey, you know, it's good to see you today." When somebody tells me it was good to see me today, it impacts me so much that I just dwell on it. Yes. And it encourages me for days to come. And that really goes back too to having that positive mindset and 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 getting up and being intentional with your prayer, your reading. When you get your mind right, then God is going to minister to you more to help other people. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. like today, I just felt like texting a sister and just let them know that I loved them and just just letting them know. And it it might have made a world of difference in this sister's life, you know. Mm-hmm. So getting your mind right Absolutely. can help other people. Absolutely. And I, I've got a little example of that. That uh, Something that a sister told me one time that abs- she will never know how much it impacted me personally. Um, but we were at a service where there was, you know, several churches together at one, one service. And I was fixing to leave and she was kind of standing by the door. And I gave her a hug. Hey, you know, it's so good to see you. It's like, and she told me, she said, you know what? She said, I was going down Main Street the other day, and I saw you um, walking in the Family Dollar. You were going in to do some shopping. And I was like, yeah, that's probably me. I'm always at the Family Dollar. Yeah. That's my store. That's my store. She said, but you know, when I saw you, she said, the thought came to me, you know, if I really needed her to pray, I could stop and she would pray for me right here. Yes. And I would have. And, you know, that's, matter of fact, I actually did pray for somebody at the Family Dollar the other day. But <laughs> just by her saying that, knowing that, she had confidence. That she had enough confidence to know that if she needed it, I would stop and pray for her. And I would. Yeah. But, and, you know, I know what I would do. And I know I would do anything for anybody. But knowing that somebody else sees that in me. Yes. You know, it's all about, it's not about me. It's about Jesus. Yes. And if somebody can see him in me, then I'm not a failure. Yep. But a lot of times we go through <laughs> t- go through life and we don't know if other people yeah. see him. So my... My own words of advice is if you know of anybody that struggles with it, or they don't even have to struggle with fear of failure, just in, we should uplift and encourage each other because you never know how much of an impact that's going to be on somebody else. Or how they deal. I mean, maybe maybe you don't deal with it, but maybe yeah. they do. And just like you said, a little bit yeah. just helps them. And you don't know what your compliment or your gesture or your kind word may help them overcome something they're battling. Yep. And it's it's just it has a huge impact, especially. I know I know like my uh, my son Briar, he struggles with the fear of failure because he second guesses himself on everything. Every day, every yes. day I do. When he yes, <laughs> and he second guesses himself. And actually, it's funny because we just had a like a meeting at the school, and that's what they said. Like he will, he's not the best at writing essays. It's just something he does not like. And she said, when he gets an assignment for an essay. He just doesn't do it because he's afraid that he's going to mess up the grammar or mess up the spelling. It's not going to yep. be right. So he instead, he just doesn't do it. <laughs> that is a, I relate to that so much more than you know. So much more because I am constantly second-guessing myself. Yeah. Constantly. Like, you know, I had an idea that I talked to you about yesterday. I was like, hey, let me throw this idea out to you. And I'm like, I don't know. Is it a dumb idea? Is it, I don't know. I don't know. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It is what it is. But I constantly, and then even after I put the idea out there, I text people, do you really think it was a dumb idea? Do you really think this is dumb? Is this going to work? And I'm just, I constantly think that. 
And I constantly think, you know, when I write papers for school, you when I first started, it would take me, I don't know how long, because I would write, delete, write, delete, delete. <laughs> and then I go back and write the same first sentence and I just deleted because I'm like, I can't do this. But now it's just like that shows growth in me. I was getting ready that to say shows the same growth thing. <laughs> in me because now I'm just like, you know what? I feel like this is it. I feel like this is I, I put my best foot forward. I've done the best I can do, and it's in God's hands now. And it is what it is. Yeah. So I can tell a big difference, you know, putting it in God's hands and just having to small victories, small victories, small victories. You set realistic goals for yourself, whether it be your spiritual walk, you know, parenting, marriage, you know, job related career, whatever, whatever you're, and it goes for not only for young people, but you know, people my age, elders, whatever, whatever you're dealing with, set realistic small goals, and when you reach those goals. Applaud yourself. Encourage yourself. Way to go me. Go me. <laughs> small victory. And when you reach those small victories, you just start piling on top of each other. And eventually, with God's help, you will overcome it. But I know. I know one thing. Oh, I was. I kind of struggled last night. Um, I got these new books. And they're Bible study books. And I want to do them as a family, you know, with my kids. Mm-hmm. But... My 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 uh, my kids are different ages and they're on different levels, like spiritually, right. you know, in their growth and maturity and things like that. And sometimes I struggle with feeling like a failure if my um, daughter and my middle son are not as devoted mm-hmm. to to right. reading their word or to church like I want them to yes. be. And I'm like, so I question myself and like, I feel like, well, I failed them and they're not doing as good mm-hmm. as they, but I also have to realize that they are going to grow at their own pace. Yes. And I have raised my children up in, yes. in, in truth and, and in church and to know God. And I have to trust that he has it. Right. You know, and, and that I'm not a failure in all aspects in of all that. Aspects. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you don't internalize it. I, I'm really bad at internalizing everything. That even things that are out of my control are my fault. <laughs> like stuff that absolutely is not my fault and stuff that happens that I have absolutely nothing to do with. I internalize it. Well, did I do this? Did I do that? Am I the one that caused this? Was I the hindrance? Was I the hindrance? Did I do this? I internalize everything, stuff that has nothing to do with me. Oh, yeah. And I think it's part of overthinking, too. I'm very much an overthinker. (laughs) Very much. My friend, I have a friend that got me a magnet that said, hang on, I have to overthink about it. And that's what I do everything. I overthink everything. But it's, I try not to internalize as much. And when, but now I've got to the point where I can recognize if I'm starting to internalize it or if I'm starting to, yes. you can either internalize it or you can deflect it. That's that's your two options. And I try to just say, Lord, if I've done anything, show me, you know, if, if I caused a problem or if I'm, if I'm, you know, have offended somebody or if I've done something I shouldn't have done, you show me you what show I've me. done mm-hmm. so I can make it right. And I've really had to grow in the, in letting it stop there. Yeah. And well, not taking it back. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, I do that. And and that's where I've gotten, like, God, if I've offended somebody, let me know. But if I've not, don't let me dwell on it anymore. Right. Absolutely. Let me walk away from it and not, because I do the same thing. Yeah. I do the same Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. <laughs> so, anyway, that's my little overcoming my fear of failure. Like I said, I've not overcome it completely. I still struggle with it. I still second guess myself a lot. <laughs> um, but... At the end of the day, my heart is wanting to reflect Jesus. My heart is wanting to do a work for Him. I want to work for the kingdom. I want to, you know, do everything I can possibly do for the kingdom, whether it be 
encouraging somebody else or scrubbing toilets or whatever it is for the kingdom. I'm happy just to be serving him and I have to have the mindset that I'm going to do more good than bad in a day. I'm going to have to wake up in a, in a mindset that's more positive than negative and set small goals and have sm- celebrate small victories. That's right. <laughs> and, you know, I've always heard don't let your past define your future. Absolutely. You know, it can make you grow and it can teach you things, but don't, you know, just don't live on. Don't let it cripple on, you. Yes. Don't let it cripple your yes. future. My husband, he, he would dwell on that kind of stuff, too, a lot. He would say, you know, well, I wasn't raised in church, and, mm-hmm. and I've done a lot of stuff I shouldn't yep. do. And I was like, yeah, but, honey, that's not who you are now. Right. I know people don't like to let you forget that stuff, but God, right? <laughs> God, once he, once you are forgiven, it's that's it's right. out of the blood, it's washed away, so it doesn't yep. matter. Yeah, and that's that's one thing you know. I say the, the the one person in the Bible I can relate to more than anybody is the woman at the well, you know, because you know the mistakes that she had made and yes. you know the things that she had done in her life, and you know other women didn't even want to really be around her, and you know she was kind of like an outcast, and you know and. To be honest, when I first got back in church, that is what I carried with me mm. a lot. I carried that I'm not like everybody else. I've, you know, I've got a screwed up past, and you know, I can't change the things I did. And but slowly, you know, the woman at the wheel was the first person that Jesus that's right revealed himself to. So <laughs> hey, if he could use her, he can use me, right? That's so, right. And I just want you to know, I do not see you as a failure at all. Well, I appreciate that <laughs> very much. I really do. <laughs> I don't see you as a failure. I feel I see you as a strong, godly woman. That's what I see. Well, that's a determined feel good. woman. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and listen to this podcast every day just so I can hear those words. You can do it. <laughs> I'm gonna be on those people that listen to those motivational th- mantras or whatever you call it, motivational things. Mine's gonna be Brittany encouraging me to go on. <laughs> that's right. Well, um, I guess we're. She's let her testimony out. She's let yep. you know. Um, if you guys um, like this podcast, like it, share it. Um, my whole goal with my podcast is just to help somebody. Like, I feel like I'm probably one of the most realest people there is. And, yeah, it's kind of makes me in a vulnerable state when I let people know everything about me. But it also helps people to relate and see that they're not the only ones going through that. And that's the whole right. point of this is, right. you know, if you've dealt with failure. Sister Missy's dealt with it. You know, if you if you need to talk to her, call me, text yes. me, email me, message, message me, whatever. <laughs> message me, message her, get yeah. with me, I'll get you her number, whatever it is. We just want to help. So, yeah. thank you for listening.